0: So, here we are on the first Sunday of Advent. Uh, You know, I'm sure you've heard it before, what Advent means. Uh, Advent comes from the Latin word adventus, which means coming or arrival. Uh, And we, um, we speak about Advent of different things, don't we? We might talk about before the advent of color television, or before the advent of the internet, we used to have to pick up the phone. Do you remember picking up the phone before the internet was invented? Uh, I don't know about you, but my default now is, can I go online and do something, can I text someone, can I, can I email them? And, uh, um, and occasionally, someone reminds me that you know I could just pick up the phone, and it might be an awful lot quicker. Uh, and there are some organizations uh, that you just have to call them. Um, I, I think particularly of an airline, I had to reschedule flights five times, I think, or four times. I'm exaggerating. No, it was four. Was it three? But anyway, it feels like five times. Uh, during the pandemic, I had to reschedule some flights. And I won't mention the airline at all, although you might be able to guess from what I'm about to say um, which the airline was. And, um, and I wasn't able to do this online, so I had to call them. And uh, I don't know about you, I get this sense of dread at having to ring a call center number because I think, how long am I going to have to wait? And I'm not very patient. I don't like waiting. Uh, And in this season of Advent, we think about waiting. And so I just want to kind of tell you a little story uh, to to help you think about different ways that we wait in in our ordinary life. So I called the airline, and, and what I do is I have Fridays as a rest day, Um, or or, or a day off, Um, and so uh, on my day off, I do what everyone does on their day off, I decide to call an airline and sit on the phone for an hour. Um, Because, you know, it's going to take some time, and you kind of expect. uh, It it may not be an airline for you, it might be that you're ringing a bank, or the city, or someone, and you're expecting to be on the call for a while. And so what I'll do is I'll make the call, Um, I'll start off quite optimistic, Do you do that? Um, There's my phone. It's in my back pocket. Start off quite optimistic. I pick up the phone and I hold it uh, near to my ear. Do do you do that? And then you know you have to press one for this and two for that and whatever. And after a few minutes of um, of having the phone next to my ear, I kind of put it down and put it on speakerphone because I think you know what this is going to be a while. Um, And they always they always uh, say um, you know hello, thank you for calling. Uh, Your call is really important to us. And uh, and unfortunately, our call center is very busy at the moment and so there might be a bit of a wait. Um, or if you're unlucky, you get the, the, the backup message, which is, um, we're extremely busy at the moment, you might have an exceedingly long wait. Uh, so at that point I think, okay, I'll put the phone down on speaker and I'll start doing some other things. And. And they start with the hold music. This will be the giveaway if you've ever called this particular airline. <whistles> Are you bored yet? That's not the best rendition of the flower duet. I'll give you, um, but. Uh, so the phone goes down, and I start kind of tidying up the pile of receipts that have been on the side. I'm meaning to go through to find out which were the Christmas lights from a store that didn't work from last year. I can try and take them back because they're under warranty, and you know, and, and I'm doing that and, and whatever. And then suddenly you hear them, and you think, oh, someone's coming to the phone. And they say, thank you for holding. Did you know you can do most things on our website? Yes, I knew I could do most things on your website, but I couldn't do this, and that's why I'm holding on the phone. And so the waiting continues. Back to the do-do-do-do-do-do-do, do 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 By this point, I'm thinking of getting my guitar out and starting to learn the flower duet. Um, and, uh, and it carries on, do-do-do-do. This is getting really quite boring now. I start doing other things, tidying up things, rearranging the drawer. Um, If it gets really bad, I've got a drawer with all the cables in. Do you have a cable drawer in your house? A cable drawer, and all the cables are in there, and it's always nicely organized until one of the children wants to find a AAA battery which are, you know, and then they sort of pull out all the cables, and, my cables are messy. Uh, so I kind of tidy the cable drawer, and, and it goes on. And, and after a while, if you've ever done this, your phone's sitting on the desk, and the screen turns off on the phone. Because the phone is like, you know, I'm tired. I'm going to start saving my battery now. And it turns off the screen to save the battery. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, and on it goes. And after about 55 minutes, all of a sudden, somebody goes, hello? And I am in the far corner of the room away from the phone. <laughs> and then they hang up, you know, because you, you didn't get there in time. That's the fear. I don't know what your experiences in life of waiting are, but my experiences of waiting are that they are not fun. They are not fun. And yet, in life, waiting is a part of our reality. Advent is a season in which we are waiting. We are looking forward to the Advent, the arrival, the coming of Jesus. And of course, we do this in two dimensions. The first dimension we do it in is we are waiting to celebrate once again the incarnation of Christ. We're waiting to celebrate Christmas. Uh, just show of hands, is anybody completely ready for Christmas in here? Two people, three people, wow, that's amazing. Um, that means the rest of us, I presume, are not quite ready. We've got one or two things left to get. Um, you know, and I think the stores are really good, aren't they, at trying to get you into the Christmas spirit early, uh, so that you buy chocolate, intending to give it away as a gift in October. Have you done that? I bought some bars of chocolate the other day, there were five of them, there are now three. Um, They're big ones, you know, Um, and this is only the first Sunday of Advent. Waiting is hard. But we know when we're waiting for Christmas what we're waiting for. We know that we're waiting to celebrate the arrival of Jesus. We know how it's going to go. We're going to sing O Come Emmanuel. Next week we're going to sing Days of Elijah and we'll think about John the Baptist. As we get nearer to Christmas, we'll creep in with a joy to the world. And by the time it's Christmas Eve, we're singing Hark the Herald, O Come O Ye Faithful, Joy Has Dawned, Joy to the World, all the Christmas carols. And there we are. We know how it's going to go that's the first advent. What about the second advent as we wait for Jesus to return? The reading we had today had some fantastic imagery, and if you look at verse 25 of Luke chapter 21, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. That's why we sang the song, Praise Him, You Heavens, because it talks about the sun, moon, and the stars. On earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror. How does that sound to you? A little bit daunting. The point is, I think, that we will know when Christ is returning. Uh, Time and again, there are prophecies and predictions uh, about when Jesus will return, about when the world will end. I remember um, the the horror of working in a grocery store uh, in 1999, just before the turn of the millennium, and we thought that all of our systems were going to go. We wondered if you know the the security systems would shut the whole store down and wouldn't be able to leave, and um, uh, and, and, and maybe you, too, remember the millennium bug, if you're old enough, uh, that uh, was when they, they realized they created computers with two digits, because they were going to go you know through the years, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, and then it got to 1999, and suddenly it would go back to zero, and everything would end. I think it was probably just a ploy by particular companies to sell some more computers and some more software. But there we go. Um, the millennium came and went. And there are many dates. Um, there's, there's one coming up next year, I think it's in February, is it, where, where you get these dates and you look at the calendar and they go something like 2 2 2, two. Second February 2022, that's the next one. You know, maybe the world will end then because it will be all the twos, and we know that twos are dangerous. I don't know, but people come out with this stuff and so I think we can end up in a place, as people who want to use our brains when we engage with faith, of going, well, so is, is, do we need to worry? Is the world about to end? Are these, are these people right who are worrying about the last days? Or, or do we just carry on and, and assume it's not going to end? We're in a season in our lives of waiting. The church has been waiting for Christ to return Ever since the church began, Jesus said, I'm coming back. And it says we'll see him coming in a cloud with great power and glory. These are troublesome verses because, you know, we, we don't expect that heaven is up in the clouds anymore. And so when we think about Jesus coming on a cloud, um, it makes for some great music and wonderful lyrics for some of the songs that we sing. But it's kind of hard to get our heads around but, you know, I think that's the point. I think it's meant to be hard to get our heads around because the point Luke is trying to emphasize here is we will know, we will know when Jesus is coming. He then goes on to tell a parable. He talks about the fig tree. The fig tree appears in the three synoptic Gospels. Um, so in, in Mark and Matthew, however, it's different because it's just the fig tree. Here he says... Um, Look at the fig tree and all the trees. No tree gets left out in Luke's gospel parable here. All the trees, when they sprout leaves, you can see for yourself and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, the big apocalyptic arrival on clouds and that crazy stuff that this talks about, when you see that happening, you'll know that that is the time. And so Jesus says to us, Uh, in the last third of the passage, what we're to do in the meantime. In the meantime, we are to be careful, verse 34. Be careful so that our hearts are not weighed down with carousing drunkenness and anxieties of life so the day will close on you suddenly like a trap. In other words, when you're on the phone to the call center, this is it's the warning. Don't leave the phone in one corner of the room and go off to the kitchen to make some coffee. Because there you'll be making your coffee, pouring it in your dripper thing, if you've got one of those, or watching the percolator drip through. Meanwhile, you miss the phone call. Be ready. 36. Be always on the watch. Be always on the watch. Pray that you may be able to escape all that's about to happen, and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Advent is a season when we prepare to meet Jesus. And for many of us, we prepare to meet Jesus in the crib. What about when we get to meet Jesus face to face? What will that be like? And so the waiting is a season in which we can be ready. We can get ready. One of the ways we can be ready for Jesus to come is by being in church. Um, Now, you're not going to spend all your time here. um, But worshipping as you are, or if you're watching on YouTube and you can't be here in person, joining us online and giving over part of your time to worship that is a way to be prepared, to be productive in the waiting. That's why I told that story about being on the phone to the call center because I, when, I'm, when I have that kind of a task to do, I want to make sure I'm productive in the waiting. I don't just want to sit there and do nothing while I wait. We shouldn't sit and do nothing waiting for Christ to return. We should say, I wonder what I can do to be prepared, for when Christ comes in glory. Will I be ready when Jesus looks at me face to face? It's a good reminder for us to be productive in our waiting. And so Advent is a season traditionally in the church when people have uh, taken time. Taken time away from the hustle and bustle of Christmas shopping. Maybe this is a season when you could commit once a week to join us for morning prayer. Come to church, 9 o'clock, 15 minutes, 20 minutes at the most. And uh, that's really great if you, like me, are not very good at praying. When I say I'm not very good at praying, I mean, you know, it's really easy, isn't it, to say, oh, I pray. But then, then if you sit down and say, well, when did I pray? it can be hard. So the advantage of being together as a church community is that we can allocate some time. And maybe you're working at nine o'clock in the morning and it's the worst time for you, um, but actually you get up at six in the morning and you put your coffee in your percolator. You could watch yesterday's morning prayer on YouTube. Give 15 minutes of your time as you start your day to pray. Maybe that's a once-a-week thing or a once-a-day thing. Maybe it's picking up the Bible and reading some of these verses and trying to understand them. Maybe if you're in life groups and you've missed one of the studies or two of the studies, it's, it's saying, I'm going to spend some time to catch up on that one study I didn't get to do. Being ready. And it's the hardest time to do it. We get the competing uh, agendas at this time of year. The stores want to sell us stuff and so they start decorating and trying to sell us Christmas things way too early in the hope that we buy the chocolate and eat it in advance and then we go back and buy more uh, on Christmas Eve. Uh, So they start early and yet in the church we're trying to hold a space which we call Advent, a time for waiting, a time for thinking those deep questions, will I be ready when the Son of Man returns? when Jesus comes and I meet Jesus face to face. There are many people who who will give you dates, um, and I would say don't listen to them. The Bible doesn't give us the date when the Son of Man will return. Jesus says here, be ready. Look for the signs and you'll know what what they are when you see them. But be ready. Don't be like someone on a call, like me on a call, leaving my phone in one room, being in another. Make sure you're there and you're ready. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we enter into this Advent season, as we prepare to celebrate Christmas, the incarnation, Your are coming into the world, help us to take some time to prepare and reflect on your second coming. Help us to reflect on our own lives so that you might find us ready when you come. In Jesus' name, amen.